Welcome to the inaugural episode of One Team, One Podcast. Uh, my name is Matt, and I'm here with Jack. Hey, Jack. How are you, man? Not too bad. Are you ready to talk about something other than the coronavirus? Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to get into a uh, little LSU spring football, even though it's not happening now. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about um, what we saw out of the team um, this spring um, leading into the fall. We'll also talk about LSU basketball and baseball rosters for next season. I'm very interested to see what happens to some of these guys. Does anybody come back at all? Um, we'll get into some NFL free agency talk. Uh, there was some uh, trades that happened today. We'll talk about those. Huge trades, actually. Some Schefter bombs. <laughs> yeah, big Shefty bombs happening. Uh, Woj bomb, that's, a, that's different than a Woj bomb? That is different from a Woj bomb. <laughs> And we'll talk about the draft. There was a decision made on the draft today, and we'll kind of talk about that on the inaugural episode of One Team, One guys on this first episode of one team one podcast uh, my name is matt i am here with jack um all disclosure jack is my little nephew <laughs> i'm an old man jack is a young buck uh, but we both love lsu sports and we've talked about doing this for a while so we just went ahead and started it um this is going to be a heavy dominated lsu podcast um talking about some of the details that um, I think a lot of people are interested in, um, a lot of people want to talk about recruiting. A lot of people want to talk about depth charts. A lot of people want to talk about, you know, just strategy in, in general. And, uh, we're going to kind of do a deep dive into LSU sports. Um, and we'll kind of get started. I, I just want to jump right into LSU football because sure. I, I feel like we were just getting a little taste of the spring. I mean, little, when I say little. A yeah. little taste. Just a taste. Just the taste. Just the tip. <laughs> just the um, taste. <laughs> so, Miles Brennan. I think that's that was going to be the hot topic. And just so, I mean, everybody's going to know this by the time this gets put out, but um, LSU spring game got canceled today. Hmm. I thought that was pretty much – writing was on their wall. Yeah. Like, we had already moved it to Southern uh, because of the field. Um and it just felt like an afterthought anyway uh, this year to where you had to cancel it. I mean, everything else being canceled, who knows when sport's going to come back. Right. But you have to do everything you can to kind of get things back on track for football season. So um, that's where we'll start. We're going to talk about Miles Brennan. Um, I thought he looked good in yeah. the, in yeah. the uh, highlights that we – I mean, we only saw, like, small package highlights. Right. Um, I just expect him not to be quite as accurate, obviously, sure. as Joe Joe Burrow. It, it's not even it's not even gonna be you can't even try to compare him to Joe Burrow though. No. You know? It's like I mean, Joe Burrow had eighty percent completions it, in it, sixty touchdowns. He had the best quarterback season ever in college football history. Right. So I mean And I don't know I don't think anybody is trying to compare him to, to Joe Burrow, but on the other side of the spectrum, a lot of people are trying to say that Miles Brennan is going to throw for like 2,500 yards in a season. You which, think that's crazy? I think that's a joke. I think Miles Brennan's going to throw for 35 to 4,000. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying the other way. No. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I mean, this offense is still the same offense. Right. I mean, it, he's still got he's still got uh, Jamar Chase, Terrace Marshall, uh, Trey Palmer. Yeah. yeah, we're loaded. Right. I, I and I mean with the with Clyde Edwards Euler leaving, I mean, you can't tell me they're gonna run the ball more. I the only reason why I would think they would run the ball more is just because maybe they don't trust Brennan as much as right. they did Burrow, right. but that's to that. be expected. Um but I, I could see them throwing the ball out of the backfield more mm -hmm. uh, than they did before. Lenny likes to throw the ball to the backs. 
if you go look at his uh, NFL stats, uh, DeMarco Murray had like 80 catches. Ezekiel Elliott had his most receptions in a season with Linehan. Uh, he threw the ball a lot to like Reggie Bush when he was with Detroit still. So yeah, I think. Well, Cameron yeah, and I think that would be a great addition. I, I mean, I think a lot of people were scared when they see Joe Brady leaving and then Linehan coming in, thinking that we were just going to have a complete overhaul of the offense, which to me is insane. Um, I don't see O going backwards in this offense probably ever again, um, no. unless you have a true freshman starting quarterback or something like that. I, I don't sure. see us ever doing anything like that. Um, so anyway, I thought it was a good – from what we could see of the spring, I thought it was a good – um, little taste of Miles Brennan. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Miles Brennan is a great warm-ups quarterback. I I would go to so many. <laughs> uh, I would get er- there early to the football games last year because uh, student section, general admission, you have to get your seats early. So one of my favorite things to do was just watch Miles Brennan throw the throw the ball in warm-ups because I mean he's just got a cannon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I knew. Well, he, he always had I a knew, stronger arm than Burrow. Yeah. I mean, um, but that wasn't Burrow's strength. Burrow's strength was just right. putting it right on the money. Right. Having, I, you know, I think, I don't think it's underrated uh, as far as Burrow. I think, I think people understood that his he just had such a feel in the pocket mm-hmm. to be able to step up. And I saw him. I saw um, what was the game? Brennan came in late on. Was it Oklahoma? Several games. Well, Oklahoma. Uh, he came yeah. in late against Oklahoma. Came in lo- late in Oklahoma. There was a there was a play where he got flushed out of the pocket. Um, a guy guy came up to him and he he actually took a step up in the pocket and made a throw. <laughs> and the way he took the step up, he actually dipped his shoulder just like Burrow did, put it right on the money, and it was just like okay, yeah, these guys are practicing this stuff okay. because you know I could see Burrow just you know doing it all the time, but then when when Brennan comes in and does this. Like, all right, there's there's something to this, but so anyway, that's kind of where we were at with uh, spring. It wasn't a lot to kind of see. Um, that some new faces that mm-hmm. came out, right? Who are some of the um, ones that you caught your attention? Uh, I mean, T.J. Finley is humongous. <laughs> he is a he is so big of a of a kid. Yeah, I mean, he's like he's listed at six seven. Is that right? Six six something like that. He's ridiculous. I mean, who, at I saw that him, point, six 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 seven. I saw him on campus towering in over January, and I was it was terrifying. He was with Max Johnson too, who also is a large kid. Really? Yeah. How big is Max Johnson? He, I mean, he's listed at I think six five. He's really? big. Yeah. He, I mean, you know, people don't really talk about his size as much because T.J. Finley's just so large. I mean, he's like a Jamarcus Russell clone, basically. Yeah, like, and I think it's different, too, with, with Finley being from Ponchatoula, like right down the road. Right. People could see him for the last couple of years, and nobody kind of knew who Max Johnson was. The only thing I really know about Max Johnson is Brad Johnson mm-hmm. from the NFL. So kind of, you know, I think of um, the coach's kid, Joe Burrow, obviously, sure. when I when I think about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mark Rick, too. It's his uncle. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting tidbit from Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, what about defensively? Did you, did you see anybody with some highlights? Defensively, uh, I mean, I didn't see a whole lot of Jordan Tolls just because there's only so much media availability. But uh, Big hitter, huh? Yeah, Coach O loves him in his pressers. Uh, him, uh, BJ Ojalary. Mm. Or Jalari. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Kalevon, Clavon, it's all the same. That's all the same. Um, yeah, I mean, Coach O said he's going to be an All American. Uh, I mean, in the guys that I'm looking at from last year, that you just see being complete animals would be um, Marcel Brooks. Like, oh yeah, number one, just. I can see him just being a complete dominant force. Yeah. You know who he reminds me of a little bit? And he's, he's not the same build, really, by any means. But mm-hmm. I think it's more of like a freshman year to the sophomore year. Arden Key, like his freshman hmm. year, had some production, but it wasn't like as much as you would have thought out of him because he had such a like impressive mm-hmm. physical specimen. The same thing, though, he his sophomore year, he just blew up. Yeah, that's um, true. I could see him doing that, especially coming off the edge. That's, um, I mean, that's what Caleb on Chason was going to do his sophomore year until he tore his ACL against Miami. Well, now let me ask you, though, is Brooks 
going to be a uh, hand in the ground defensive end. No. Yeah, he's going to be an outside linebacker, right? 205 pounds. So, oh, the, wants him to get to 250. Well, and then the new Pelini theme um, defense with the 4 3. I know it's, I know, I, I hate, I hate when people say, oh, it's a 3 4, it's a 4 3. Mm-hmm. They're all interchangeable these yeah. days. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we're going to see still three to four down linemen, mm-hmm. and then one guy maybe standing up coming off the edge on a blitz. Or maybe he's back and he's coming in through the middle. Um, either way, I can see Marcel Brooks doing yeah. either one of those roles. Well, isn't uh, I might be wrong, but isn't Marcel Brooks moving to inside linebacker? I hadn't heard that one. He said uh, O said that he's moving to. I guess he said he's moving to linebacker. Well, I have our notes here: inside. Ray Thornton and uh, Marcel Brooks, the inside linebacker. Oh, there you go. Eh. I can see that. I can I, see that I changing. Always, I've always seen Marcel Brooks as more of like a rover. Like uh, like he reminds me of what I want Jacoby Stevens to play, mm-hmm. you know. Like I want Jacoby Stevens to just basically play a linebacker, but kind of just play all over the field. Well, let's talk about our safeties. Sure. Since you're on Jacoby Stevens, I see, and this is just me. Um, I see Jacoby Stevens and Maurice Hampton as your safeties. Yeah. Um, Jacoby Stevens strong. Maurice Hampton playing center field mm-hmm. like he should have been playing in baseball. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I see out of the safeties. And honestly, I wanted that more with um, with Delpit and Stevens last year. I wanted them both on the field at the same time. And I know they had some injuries back and forth, but I just didn't feel like we got enough out of our safeties sometimes. Not in the beginning of the year. Towards yeah. the end of the year, we definitely started figuring out. Yeah, I think – well, and I think they – I think Aranda had to make – a ton of adjustments. We definitely got a lot more aggressive towards the end of the year. I, thought. I think we started playing a lot of man-to-man press yeah, yeah. and keeping your safeties and back. That's what Pelini's going to do. Oh, absolutely. I, I, you know, I go back to is what was it? 2005. Yeah. 2005. That was Pelini's first year. Right. Um, first game of the season. We played Arizona state. Yep. Um, to Marcus Russell, Russell. Well, we went 35-32, last second Something like touchdown. Something like that. It was a, yeah, last second touchdown. We gave up probably Katrina. 400 yards passing to Arizona State. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> that was Les Miles' first game. That was Les Miles. Yeah. He had, you remember he had a Britney Spears headset on. Did he? Yeah, he had a little small wiry headset. I didn't uh, know that. On. I didn't. I actually didn't watch that game live. I've just I've gone back and watched that game on YouTube. Oh, I was so, so stressed out. <laughs> um, I remember there was a... A lot of people went to Death Valley and watched that game on the screens there. Yeah, we had the, we had that. A lot of people didn't have homes at the time. Now, we gave up so many yards to to those guys. Um, we were playing a ton of zone defense that game. Really? And it was kind of like Bo Pelini's slap in the face of, these. this isn't the defense to run with these athletes. Yeah. Um, very next game, we played Tennessee. We ended up losing to Tennessee, but that was right after Katrina and all that, too. And we were right. just spent. Um, but, uh, from then on, from Polini's tenure, it was straight up man to man blitz, right. aggressive. He ain't no dummy. I can tell yeah. you that. Like he knows how to adjust to these athletes. Uh, I actually like the hire a lot. A lot oh, yeah. of people didn't like the, I think that's just people blah, looking blah, 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 blah. at, uh, they see an old guy getting hired and they're thinking, Oh God! Here's uh, Les Miles coaching higher. Cam Cameron. We've seen this before, without really looking at uh, who we're hiring. And people were people were even saying stuff, stupid stuff like uh, he wasn't a good coach at Nebraska. That's not true. They never no. had a, they never had a season under nine wins. He just yeah. couldn't get along with the. And he went to the Big department. Ten championship game a couple times. Yeah, several times. Um, he walked out with a cat in the spring game. That was awesome. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Should be in the Hall of Fame. I love that. The uh, the faux Polini stuff. That's that's golden. That is that's good. that's probably one of my favorite parts of the hire was that we get faux Polini to be on our side now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess he's going to keep going strong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Um, he works for the athletic, apparently. Really? Yeah. He got a job. I don't know. He doesn't, he still hasn't revealed like who he actually is, but uh, he works for the athletic. And I guess the only person who knows who Faux Polini actually is, is uh, the guy who gives him this paycheck. Yeah. Well, so 
going back, I see our defense being super strong. Defensive line, I see tons of depth. Linebacker, if they're moving people, I you know I remember the one of the things I saw was Devonte Lee moving him to linebacker, which yeah, I, I thought that. that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like another super athlete, just fly around the field. Yeah, and, I mean, if we're so deep at wide receiver, why not? Right. Um, and if he's willing to do that, um, so linebacker, I see a lot of like athletes. I think Damone Clark would probably be like your stud. Yep. Um, and then everybody around him. And kind of fill in the gaps. See, I wasn't um I wasn't particularly excited about Micah Baskerville until Coach O said that Pelini really likes Baskerville, which got me pretty excited. Just because I didn't uh I wasn't very excited about the linebacker room as a whole, except for Damone Clark. But if Baskerville can be, you know, just a solid guy, like a maybe not exactly what Jacob Phillips did this year, but maybe what Jacob Phillips did uh, in 2018, that would be that would be huge. Yeah, and I think I think with a Pelini style defense, you have four defensive linemen that can plug up that defensive line, and you you keep your linebackers clean, and you just have athletes running uh, east and west mm-hmm. like untouched. Um, I think that's that's what he wants. In the meantime, you have an elite secondary. Yeah, elite. <laughs> Yeah, just I leave don't those guys know. on an island. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, start trying to think about the depth chart of the defensive backs, especially corner. Like, I don't know if Elias Ricks is going to start immediately. Um, I think he is. Is that is that kind of the the I, word? I mean, he just looks so good. I mean, I, I just oh think back gosh. of Pat, Patrick Peterson coming in, yeah. and he was like, okay, this is um, – in, in quarter, in corner, as cornerbacks go, Patrick Peterson is a god yeah. <laughs> walking around in an LSU football uniform, oh, yeah. and he couldn't start his freshman year until the middle of the year. Right. So then, I kind of think about that kind of stuff. Now mm-hmm. Derek Sting- Stingley point. came in and and started yeah. right away, obviously. Because they're also unfair expectations. What, Derek Stingley? To, for Ricks to be like Derek Stingley? Yeah. I agree. Um, I just don't think there's going to be another one like that. Um, sure. But uh, it's, anyway, he's, he'll at least be – he can at least be a nickel. I mean – Sure. Although Coach O actually said Flot will be playing the nickel, which I thought was interesting. Although Flot does remind me of a slot corner. I, I, I see him just locking down guys. In the well, where, where do we see Kerry Vincent at this point? Safety. Nah. You don't think nah. so? I just I, I I like him playing like a deep safety. Every uh, now and if then. any, he's got to be so deep fast. safety. I mean, if anything, he's I got don't to. want him playing in the in the nickel because I mean he just got burnt all year in the slot when he was guarding guys. I mean, yeah. got, he could he can't guard in man coverage. I mean, he couldn't last year at least. Well, so then you would put him at 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 free safety and then have Stevens as your strong. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, my, it's my not guy, like my guy Maurice Hampton is. No, sure, field. sure, but you don't have to. You're going to be playing in nickel and dime defenses anyway. You're not going to be playing with uh, three linebackers and four D line on every play. You're yeah. probably almost never going to play with that with the way offenses work now. Right. So you're going to have more DBs on the field than you're going to have front seven guys. Well, tons of options. Um... And then on offense, I mean, I think offensive line will probably be your, your biggest question mark. Yeah, um, left tackle specifically. Yeah, so are we looking at Douglas maybe moving over? No, I, right? I think I think it's going to be Dare. Uh, Rosenthal? Yeah. yeah. Actually, honestly, for Dare, it's probably a good – this um, suspension is probably going to work out pretty well for him. If he can get his grades right and get back in the summer, is it or, grades? I don't know if it's grades actually. I, I don't know why I, I mean, said that. But um, is it grades or is it the reefer? I, it's probably what it is. Um, I love these suspensions for yeah. personal reasons. Oh yeah, yeah, we all know what's going on. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, he he didn't play today because of a coach's decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's called a sure, drug you're test. You're not you're not playing your uh, <laughs> and not a corona drug test. Yeah. That's actually something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so running back. Um, tons of athletes. Yeah. If, if Chris Curry gives you, to me, that's like complete lanyard. 
if Chris Curry gives you anything, yes, absolutely, um, I completely. I mean, this is a guy that we didn't, we didn't even think is going to be on the roster after yeah. this year. Yeah, um, I mean, he started the year fifth string. Yeah, because he was behind Emery, he was behind. Uh, and I remember Davis Coach Price. O talking about him a couple Clyde years ago, and he was behind Lenard. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I honestly thought like Lenard should have came back and just got some playing time by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why Lenard left. I, I didn't. Some kids don't want to be in college. I, he, we were playing him, and I didn't feel like he deserved playing time. Yeah, because every time he would come he in, could catch and the he ball would get out of the, the backfield. I was like, "That's a wasted play." Yeah, <laughs> because he doesn't make a guy miss. He gets about three yards, and that's it. Yep. Um, so John Emery and you got um, Davis Price, two studs. Um, man, I am just telling you, I can see John Emery lined up in the backfield. Um, going in motion, going wide out um, in a five-wide set, lined up on a linebacker, and I'm telling you, it is game yeah. over. Oh, yeah. He's so fast. Yeah, you yeah. saw it again that, in that run against Arkansas that he had where he uh, he takes it up the middle, trucks a dude, and then beats the safety for 40 yards for a Yeah, touchdown. it's just explosiveness. Yeah. And that's – you know, I was – I was never as high on um, Clyde as everybody else was to start the season. And obviously, at, at the end of the season, it's just, I mean, everybody's, yeah. everybody understands who's, who's well, no the one, guy. No one was this high on him, I don't think, except for maybe yeah. his mama. Right. Um, but at the beginning of the season, I was like, man, I, I got to see more of John Emery because I don't feel mm-hmm. like Clyde is as explosive as we needed him to be, especially running, returning kickoffs and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I still don't agree with that. Like, yeah, don't sure. have Edwards as your as your uh, your that's kickoff another, return guy. That's think, another spot since we're on the subject. Shout out. Since you're on the subject, that's right. <laughs> uh, Number one podcast in America right now. What 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 are we gonna do at kickoff? Eh, does it matter? I, most of them are touchbacks anyway. That's so a good point. I, I I understood having a sure a sure hands guy. Oh, it's got to be Trey Palmer though, right? That's what I'm hoping for. I mean, he's just lightning he's in a, a bottle. Burner. And that gets, would, that gets would, you to the wide receivers. Is he even gonna? Is he even gonna be the third string wide receiver? I mean, the third wide receiver. I he's got a shot. I mean, he's got a shot. I mean, I think he'll play a lot because that's what we do now. Is we play a ton of wide receivers. But um, this kid, I mean, he's got to get on the field. I mean, when I think about a guy that's gonna replace Justin Jefferson, Trey Palmer is it. Runs great routes, fast. I'm not sure how good his hands are. Um, I don't know anything. I mean, I just haven't seen him play very well, much. Well, it, it feels like that we catch everything in sight now all yeah. of a sudden. <laughs> and I don't know if that had anything to do with Joe Brady or what. Um, you know, I always I mean, thought for the longest time with LSU football that these wide receivers were craving a quarterback that could yeah. get, get it to them. Um, and to be in the offense that would allow them to do it. I always felt like we would always – I mean, we would run the ball so much – but on third down, it would be third and long, and our wide receivers would, would finally get the chance, and they had so much pressure on themselves to, like, make a big catch. Um, and, some you know, sometimes they would make a drop. Sure. But it was like there was so much pressure on every play, and it was so great to have a season where it doesn't all have to be one play, you know? Yeah, uh, and also, we didn't have that many plays like that. Like you had the Texas sure. third and seventeen, that stuff like that, yeah, where it was true. pressure packed plays. But uh-huh. for the most part, also, I mean, I mean, a lot of wide open guys. Yeah, it's not it's not tough when you when you have uh, only five guys blocking and you have uh, five guys out in a route. I, I mean, how long have we been so saying much this? Space how long have we been saying this? We need to spread the field with these guys. Right. Um, okay. It was just so great to see finally it happen. I remember texting a whole bunch of people, probably you too, where I was just like, I feel like I, I think it was like the next day I was like, I feel like I just dreamt all of that. <laughs> like, I don't feel like that was really just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it was fantastic season and it's good enough to talk about again. Um, and we're going to switch gears now though. And we're we're going to talk a little bit about, we just got off of LSU basketball and LSU baseball because we canceled the whole seasons. Abruptly, um, yeah. It's March. Is we're officially in March sadness. Man. Baseball. We we just swept UMass Lowell. We were looking great. I know, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, you you think once you we, once you sweep UMass Lowell, I mean, it's straight to the college. I mean, we series, were off right? and running. 
<laughs> Ole Miss didn't have a chance. Man, I feel like we dodged a bullet with Ole Miss. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, Ole Miss, oh, yeah. Was, Ole Miss was about to hand it to us. Yeah. We were about to get no hit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was not going to be pretty. But basketball, all right, so we were about to be, what, an eight seed? Is that kind of what the projection was? That's, that's about where we were. Uh, I mean, you know, it's tough to say because we didn't play any conference tournaments. Yeah. Um, and I actually do feel like we could have beaten Arkansas. Uh, Auburn and Arkansas. Well, and I mean, I'll tell you, and I, I remember talking to you about this. After that, the Auburn game at Auburn this year, we lost the game, obviously. It was right. an overtime, right? Yeah, overtime. Um, buzzer beater. I thought that was the best game of the season that we played. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, maybe Georgia. That Georgia game was a good game. But we're, that's not the same team. Like Georgia sure, and no, Auburn, I mean, just, we, two different we, teams, we especially very, at home. We like, played a very complete game against Georgia. I felt I like playing Auburn at home and the way we played, and I remember the way that we were playing that game is we were shooting a lot of threes yep. and we were hitting them. Well, yeah, we were in shots. And, man, let me tell you, I texted this to you. I know I did. If when we are hitting those threes, we're we can play with anybody in the country. Mm-hmm. So it made me feel like when we got to the tournament or SEC or NCAA that we could beat a good team on any given night, especially on a neutral court. Yeah, um, being at home against Auburn that was a buzzsaw that night. But um, and like at Florida, that's a buzzsaw. Yeah. Um, but play them on a neutral floor and you're actually hitting your shots. Uh, oh, we could be Duke. It's we could fun. be, we could be Kansas. We can beat any of those teams. I Just mean, drop my mic. Yeah, so don't drop your mic on the first episode there, Jack. Um. So anyway, I just thought that we had a shot. Um. We'll never know. Uh, Will Wade has got terrible luck with the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Last couple of you know, uh, Will Wade's never won a SEC tournament game yet. Well, still, still has a couple of. Couple of reasons why. <laughs> uh, um, He's only coaching one. How crazy is that? That's right. It was his first year. Lost to Mississippi State, I think. Yeah. Last year he didn't get to coach. And then. And then this year, old coronavirus. CV, old CV came up this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about the roster a little bit for LSU basketball. Who who do you think's who do you think's leaving? I mean, they're all gonna go get their draft grades. So I think well, okay, and they all because I think some of them did last year, right? You can't go twice. You can't. No. No, oh, I thought you could. Okay, nope, well, only go one time, get your draft grade, and then oh, um, after I thought you that, you could go as many times as possible. Okay, maybe that changed. I'm not, I'd have to look that up, but I mean, thought it was one time. Maybe they won't even have a combine. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Are we even gonna play sports next year? I don't know. <laughs> LSU is the eternal defending national champs in football. Yeah, forever. We'll never play another <laughs> another down of football for the rest of our lives. How great would that be? That we could just – actually, what am I saying? Great and great. miserable. That wouldn't be great at all. No. Yeah. So, all right. You got, you got, to me, Javante Smart. What's happening with this kid? Is he going to come back? Man. And, I... And I think we hadn't even talked about, like, okay, scholarships – uh, we don't know what's going to happen with, with scholarship limits for next year. These kids can come – well, basketball, there's no extra season, but baseball there is. Um, so baseball, they can come back and get an extra year of eligibility, but they don't. They have no idea if we're going to have more a, a larger roster limit. We don't know anything yeah. about how many scholarships baseball is going to be able to give out. That's that sucks for a lot of people. Because are you gonna are you also gonna give an extra year of eligibility to the incoming freshmen? Right. Well, you have to, I think, because I mean now those kids are gonna come in, and now they have to compete with fifth, sixth year seniors. Right. And, That's not well, fair. In baseball, they they already have the the recruiting, like it's already done. Like these guys are already going to be coming on campus next year. Right. So they're going to have to have room if these all these guys decide they're going to stay. And baseball gets 11.7. 11.7 to divvy up between 25 guys. Um, so if you're going to add yeah. to that, it's going to be even more. Um, thank God for top scholarships. Yeah. Um, that's the only saving grace that right. Louisiana has uh, and stuff like that. And hopefully you get some guys that have some academic scholarships coming in. But for basketball, you Air don't quotes. have to do that. Academic scholarships. Academic scholarships, yeah. <laughs> um, you don't have that for basketball, though. Um, right. So, how many how many scholarships does basketball get? 
15. 15. Oh, wow. And, um, all right, this yeah, is a pet peeve. This is a pet peeve of mine. Um, we get 15, uh, Scott, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's 13. Yeah, I think it's 13. 13 sounds right to and me. And you can fill in two other, two other players. Right. Um, do we ever have a 13-man uh, rotation? Oh, absolutely not. Do we ever even have a 10-man rotation? Next year is going to probably be the closest we get. If Unless we get, everybody leaves. Unless everybody leaves. But it, I don't think everyone's going to leave. This has been killing me. John John Brady started with him. I mean, we'd have seven guys every year. Just seven guy, yeah. seven man rotation, and yeah. you're just filled. You may, and you can carry 15 guys on a, on a team and have 13 scholarships, mm-hmm. but you would have like 12 guys on the roster. Right. Like, what are we doing? Right. Why, like, are why we don't giving, we have why are other we even guys? giving out those scholarships? I don't know. They're just coming in when we're up well, by 30 against. Well, no, no, no. Brady had Lowell. Brady had a um, track record of running guys off the team, and it was really tough to play for. He, yeah. He's admitted that himself, but. Uh-huh. Um, but even now, like, you know, we, we've recruited at a very high level in the last two years and yeah. we still have to where we have to play Marshall Graves. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> well, I do. I, I do know think, people get um, hurt, but still. You have a couple reasons this year, excuses why I think you could maybe just have a seven, eight man rotation. You had um, a couple years ago, Brandon Rashal. Uh, do you yeah. remember that guy? Yeah. Super freak athlete. Uh, he had to transfer out. You had uh, last year, uh, you were handcuffed in recruiting with uh, wiretap nonsense. and uh, It's a complete and fabrication. The, I mean, it didn't even happen. Yeah. I mean, read the tapes. Listen to the tapes. <laughs> Listen to the tapes. Shut Play up. Play the tapes, Dickie. <laughs> That's um, one of the best interviews I've ever heard. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I was on the way to school when I was listening to that. That was fantastic. <laughs> it was a great way to start my day. I think I was on my way to work, and I probably was about. To, I was trying to go into work, and I was like, "Wait, I got it." Yeah, no, I think this. I had a I had a test, and I uh, I was supposed to start studying for. I was, I was getting to school early. I was going to study for it, and then that interview came on, and I was like, mm, "This studying can wait." Yeah. Um. All right. So you got Jalen Cook's going to come in point guard. Um. So Javante Smart, right? He's not getting drafted, right? See, um, Am I right? I was about to say. So I thought Javante Smart was actually starting to come on towards the end of the year, and he was playing a little bit smarter basketball. Uh, he got his floater going, which I had been begging for him to do all year. Uh, you he, asked he, him personally. He, I personally asked him. Uh, <laughs> you love that joke. Yeah, that's really good. I don't. I don't like that joke. <laughs> um, he he almost got that triple double against Georgia. Uh, he was he, he was seeing the floor a little bit better, and I think if if we would have been able to finish out the year, maybe he would have had a decent draft grade. Actually, maybe go round two late, but I mean, there's just no way to know now. I don't think he's even in the second he, round draft. He's taking a real shot in the dark if he leaves and goes pro. I think it's it, it, a terrible mistake. He, he has be, to have a great uh, combine if we have a combine. I think he'll be a G League guy and never – is it yeah. G League or D League now? It's G League. G League and never get in the NBA. And um, I think that would be a sh- – You're saying be, if he leaves now? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, we, we only have a year that we could – from removed from Tremont Waters. If he was going to go pro, he should have gone last year. Now I know Tremont Waters and and Javante Smart are two different types of players and size and different stuff like that. But right. Tremont Waters, we thought was, I mean, he could play in the NBA. Yeah, like he was good. Right. I it, it just sucks for him that he got drafted by the Celtics, where they already have uh, at the time Kyrie Irving. Now they have Kemba. They drafted Carson Edwards earlier. Out of Purdue, right? Right. Purdue. So it's just and he's crazy. on the team. He's and playing, right? Carson Edwards is a two, two-way two guy. He's yeah. playing in the G League, too. So Tremont's okay. actually battling for minutes with him in the G League. It sucks. Well, I, I didn't understand why so they did that. So to me, that should be a, a something that we need to – somebody needs to sit down and, and talk to Javante Smart about that and say, okay, look – you may not be the point guard next year because Jalen Cook, from all we hear, is like a really good point guard. Sure. Could come in and actually be the point guard, and he could be the off guard. 
and and you can um, work on your defense. Um, yeah. God knows everybody needs help on the defense. I do that. think Javante Smart should play the two. I think he would be great at the two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you see this year where you got Skylar Mays bringing the ball up, and you got right. Trim, uh, uh, Watford bringing the ball up sometimes, and that's the next one we need to talk about is is what's going to happen with uh, with Wat- Watford. I think Watford's gone. Just because, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think he's getting drafted. Just because I told I think, you that. I think that was his plan all along. Was That's to great. Just, I'm, I just, I am I, so happy about your plans, but you're not getting drafted. Where his his play time is going to get significantly cut next I don't year? Think so? You don't think so? No, With, I think he's a mismatch. I mean, he's a nightmare. To, if, to defend. If, if he cleans up his defense, uh, that's I mean, his biggest problem, and that's why I don't think he's, he's getting drafted. He's potentially a lottery guy if he cleans up his defense uh, and gets a decent to, and gets a decent little jump shot. Which yeah, I, he, think he jump I think shot. he would build up a decent little jump shot in his second if year. If he stays, yes. if he stays and develops I mean, over another year, I think he's potentially a lottery guy. I mean, six nine. I, I would say his third year. Yeah. Pretty good. He could he could develop a game skills. like that. Yeah, I mean, I think he's I think he's great. I mean, he's one of those guys, obviously, that probably was smaller and and grew up handling the ball and then kind of grew into his body, kind yeah. of like um, Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis yeah. similar kind of thing. And you can tell, I love it when they get got in the ball at the top of the key and he could take guys off the dribble and, and go to the basket. Yeah. Man, that's just, that's a Sometimes that late a in games, he could just take over. Yeah. It was awesome. And that's, sometimes I'm just, I'm trying, I'm screaming at the TV telling Hate Skylar it. Mays to pass yeah. the ball to mm-hmm. the guy. He's just waiting for it at the top of the key. Right. Um, you know, Skyler would get out of control sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to give up the ball sometimes. Yeah, Skyler played with his head down a lot. Um, all right, so who else we got on uh, the team that we are? Emmett. I think Emmett's gone. Emmett. I. All right. I thought I told I told you this. The only one that I could see leaving and making it on an NBA roster right now would be Emmett Williams. Yeah, I think just in terms of his um. And I don't. I still don't know if he's going to get drafted. I think he's pretty close to peaking. Well, in terms he's of so his... gifted. Yeah. He can rebound. Uh, um, I don't ever see him developing like guard skills. No, um, he's a junk guy. I think he actually he he's built up a decent uh, jump shot. I think I'm surprised he didn't shoot as many mid range shots this year as well as he shoots free throws. Uh, he actually he made a few threes this year. Uh, I mean I know that's not his game, yeah, but yeah. I think I'm just talking about in terms of. Um, there's potential where, there. Where, yeah, where his potential is as a pro. Well, and, you know, he's got... I mean, he's a freak athlete, too. Yeah, obviously. huge that's, leaping that's ability. Rebounding like machine. Um, I That's the guy that I can see. And I, I'm, I'm still saying I don't think any of these guys are getting drafted. No. But I can see him making a roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, that would, would come down to how much does he enjoy going to class. Um, right. <laughs> and if he doesn't want to go to class anymore, <laughs> he's got an option. Um, the other guy would be Darius Davis. Darius, I love Darius Davis. I do too. I, you know, who he reminds me of is uh, Draymond Green. Seriously, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I was literally about to Man, say. Man, he is a Draymond Green clone. Yeah. Um, Especially if he, I mean, he doesn't have the guard skills that Draymond. Same Green size, has. six six, yeah. built. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he can rebound and all mm-hmm. that too. I. I think he's got a game. He's but a I, pretty smart player, too, but sometimes he just has these little lapses. Well, let's talk about Draymond Green. How long did he stay at Michigan State? I think it was at least three stayed, years. I think Three, four the, years? Three or four years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was. A, he, I mean, all those guys at Michigan State, it, mm-hmm. it seems like every year they have a guy Draymond that's Green a senior. Really watch him college. Yeah, and, and just complete dominant. And mm-hmm. I can see Darius Days being that way in a couple of years as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are a couple of guys that I think that – we need to be on the watch for um, for what they do for this upcoming season because if some of these guys come back, you got to so much coming in. No, well, y'all. I feel like we're always going to have a lot of stuff coming in, and sure. if we can just hold on. But to I mean, guys, just like in terms of like how many well, guys we have. Let's we go have, back last year. We have like eight guys coming in. Let's go year. back last year. Nas Reed. We all feel like he should have left. I mean, he yeah. was his second round pick yeah. still. I mean, he's I wish starting. He, he's starting for the Timberwolves right now. Well, that's great. I mean, it, and I think he should have left. I think he was yeah. talented enough, and that was his plan, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, who am I missing? Tremont Waters. Yeah. Tremont Waters should have stayed. You think so? 
I mean, I think he was good enough to play in the NBA, but look at where he's at right now. I think he just ended up in a bad situation. Can you imagine this? Imagine this team with Traymond Waters. Oh my god! Yeah, would be stupid. And if you see a guy that's in the G League right now and he's not in the NBA, and you could have stayed and y'all would have been in the Final Four, maybe. Like that's that's what we have to like get these guys right. to think about is okay you know it's okay to stay for two or three years mm-hmm. like you know you're going to be loaded and then you can, might have that depth that we were talking about where you have 12 13 scholarship players and you actually have a rotation and guess what guess what you can do then when you have 10 scholarship players that can actually yeah. uh, you can run the press how yeah. about oh, that yeah. oh my god we could we could we press. press all game yeah, we'll have um, so Javante Smart coming off the bench uh, at the oh. at the at the point man of the press. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we haven't gotten to yet. That I I I just have this feeling that that's what Will Wade's really gearing up for. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so we'll switch gears and we'll kind of talk about baseball. Um, I'm not going to go into real deep on this, but I, I'm really really bummed about our pitching staff, man. Like. You know, I feel I feel like hitting. We were, we were. I mean, maybe it would have come around. Who knows? But like guys like yeah. Cabrera, that sucks for those guys because sure. he's gonna go pro. Yeah, he's gone. Cabrera is now. How much tape does he have for MLB scouts? And I think Enough. there's talk about like, are they gonna do a combine or what? Is, what's gonna happen? And but he'll play. Well, actually, I guess the draft is in June, huh? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So I guess he won't have time to play until then. That's right. Huh. Okay. Never mind. I was yeah. gonna say he could play in like fall leagues and stuff, but yeah. combines before then, so never mind. Yeah, and a guy like him, he'll probably be drafted pretty high. Yeah, um, lefty with power. Yeah, um, unless he asks for too much. So, and you got so you got you got some pitchers that are draft eligible, um, like Cole Henry, um, Jaden Hill. Is Cole Henry eligible? I believe so. He's a. But he's a sophomore. Draft eligible sophomore. Ugh. Same with Jaden Hill, that. and these are studs. I hate when they can go studs make studs with arms, and they they set this up, and that's why they're draft eligible sophomores. They've made it to they've these guys are figuring out mm-hmm. how to like get past that system a little bit. Makes sense. Um, I just can't see either one of those guys staying. Um, I mean, Jaden Hill to me is one of the biggest talents that you had on the whole. Yeah, I was just waiting for him to get into the starting lineup. Me too. Um, so you'll have guys like Landon Marceau and you have guys like, um, AJ Labus, I think could stick around. You just have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was interesting. I was thinking about was, um, there's a guy that's stuck deep down in the depth chart of the pitching staff. That's going to get an extra year now. If he chooses to use it. Is it, uh, Devin Fondo? Eric Walker. Eric Walker. Oh yeah. And That's I believe point. he needed enough. He's a senior, right? I think he needed more time to recover from yeah. um, from his arm injuries. I think this could be something that he could bounce back with. But I, who knows? The guy may want to sell insurance. I have no idea. Yeah. But um, yeah, Devin Fontenot, He's gonna. He's gone, huh? Yeah. yeah he had some nasty he's stuff. Throwing what ninety nine? No, not that high. Ninety eight. No, it wasn't even that. It was like ninety four. But he had moved. Well, maybe maybe this year, but last year he was throwing ninety eight. Uh, I don't remember that. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> you look it up. Um, look it up. I just remember him having just he had sick movement. Um, I think it was his arm angles and slots and all that kind of stuff. But um, I think he's gone. Yeah. Uh, so you got recruiting, you know, coming in. Um, it just just sucks to. Like, there's just not going to be any baseball at all. Um, so, in this podcast, we're going to try to fill the gap as much as we can this uh, um, this spring and summer. Um, kind of bring you any other talk like that. And so, since there's not a lot of LSU to discuss because we've been put on hiatus, um, we're going to talk a little bit about NFL. Um, big trades happening today. Humongous. Um and you actually texted me. I was in the middle of work crisis mode because of coronavirus. Um, I was thinking of Todd Peterson last year. Was Todd the, Peterson, was, yeah, he, not he touched ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not, not Fontenot. Fontenot. I, I swear, I remember Fontenot touching like ninety eight, ninety nine. And the guy. So what's Todd Peterson do? Is he in the minors now? Yes, so yeah. I mean, what I what would he have given to to have one more year of eligibility? <laughs> Who yeah. knows? I don't even know if he would have been pitching on the staff. But anyway. 
So we were talking about um, NFL. Um, you had huge trade with um, who was at the Cardinals and the Cardinals uh, and the Texans. Texans. It was uh, so it was DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals for David Johnson. Yeah, and, and then they, they swapped, swapped a, uh, a fourth for a second, and then the Texans are also going to get a fourth from next year, which is not enough for DeAndre Hopkins, by the way, in case y'all were wondering. Yeah, not for a running back. No. I a mean, 28-year-old running back who's torn his ACL. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. That's absurd. Like, the, the trade value there. Like, you can get a running back You can get a running back. They a had a second-round pick. Go get Jonathan Taylor or something yeah. like that. Um, I just, that was a, a twenty-one-year-old running back at that. That that was a complete stretch from the uh, from the Texans there. I I couldn't see. Actually, did you see any of the tweets? No. So Schefter, everybody's uh, like, "What?" Schefter, Schefter tweeted, uh, "David Johnson moving to the Texans," and that was the only thing he tweeted for like fifteen minutes. And then he later said the part about for Hopkins. So for like fifteen minutes, everyone's like. Huh, that's a nice move by the Texans. Yeah, like, just get, picked it up, give, huh? Give yeah. uh, give Deshaun Watson some weapons. Uh, right. Him and Hopkins. Nope, Hopkins is gone. I don't know what the Texans gave there. away their best player. Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking there at all. Yeah, uh, I, unless I, he was unhappy. I mean, so that's the only thing I can think of. There was there was one thing that I saw today that made me think maybe that's what the Texans are doing. Uh, Stephon Diggs said, "I need a new start." So if yeah. they go get Stefan Diggs, well, that's this turns all, into but not a terrible move. I mean, you just gave up. Although the trade in and of itself one is one of the top wide receivers in the league. Yeah. I mean, I, and like, I mean, it could have been a money thing too, huh? Like, I don't know what his contracts look like, but yeah, I heard it's that one of those he, ones where you're just like, something's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I couldn't tell you what. It you know was. what also is weird is when you have. You don't see this a whole lot anymore. Like a trade for a big name player for a trade for another big name player. Yeah. Like pretty much straight Not in the up. NFL. Yeah, pretty much straight up because they, they, I mean, they had a Basically, couple of couple like a picks. two and a four, but it yeah, was yeah. like pretty much straight up trade between yeah. two big name, big name players. Yeah. You I, usually just, got. If you're going to trade away DeAndre Hopkins, you have to get a first round pick back. If the fact that they couldn't figure out a way to get the Cardinals have the, the eighth overall pick this year. You couldn't find a way to get that eight pick for the one of the best receivers in the well, league. They were if not probably the best. not going to give it up. I think the I think the Cardinals just, came away like just like bandits here. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> you know who else did? All right, so that? you had the the Colts traded with the uh, oh, 49ers right, right. for uh, Buckner, the yeah. defensive tackle. That's interesting. And That's they really got interesting. I don't know what you know the what they got back. Thinking. They they got a, the thirteenth pick of the draft. Yeah. So the 49ers gave him up for the thirteenth pick of the draft. Right. I think the 49ers come away looking golden. You think so? Yes. The I thought it was a pretty even pick. trade. I thought it was a pretty even deal. A first Buckner's rounder? Buckner is good. He ain't Aaron Donald. You, you only think that Aaron Donald would give you the first pick. You know, He's on the, the same team pick. as Nick Bosa. You know? Exactly. Why he's expendable. Well, right. Sure. Well, actually, that's a fair point. That's fair. So, I, I, I just I think a thir- the 13th, I mean, that's... That's pretty strong. So if you need a, a big time wide receiver, then you can go get him in the draft. Or if sure. you know, there's plenty of plenty of options there. The 13th pick. Sure. Um, and he may have been wanting money too, and that might have been another way to dump him. But I thought that was pretty heavy handed from the. Um, yeah, so now the Niners the Colts. have two first round. Like picks. the Colts, the Colts need more than that. I don't know. I mean, I I think Buckner's a really good defensive end. I mean, the Colts. All right, so the last thing that we're going to talk about today is going to be the um, NFL draft. Uh, they decided to made an announcement today that they were going to not do the draft that we wanted them to do. Right, um, the boats. And yeah, the... like Joe Burrow, Fairy Joe tale. Burrow uh, on a boat, on a boat, um, <laughs> in the water, going up to Goodell to go get his to to go get his jersey. Um, I would have paid money to see that. Yeah. Uh, so we're not going to be able to see that now. Um, it sounds like they're going to do it in a smaller, maybe a smaller venue. I don't know if they announced that I have that no part. idea what they're going to do. Uh, I actually, I only saw that they that they uh, canceled the event. but Well, not uh, canceled. But not, well, canceled the event, but not the draft. Yeah, and I, they have to have the draft because... Well, they're going to have the draft. Yeah, it's more because of the date. They have to have those right. dates I mean, in place. I mean, you're also, you got 
players that are trying to get paid. So well, yeah, but if you, you if you don't have the draft, if you don't have the draft and it gets pushed back, well, then you're gonna have to push back OTAs. You're gonna have to push back all yeah. these things going into the season, and that's right. gonna it's a the uh, trickle down effect is unbelievable. I like it's stuff that like stuff gets affected that you wouldn't have even thought about. Oh, it's just nuts right now. Um, I mean, we're talking about LSU sports happening again, and we don't really know what's going to happen. Right. Um, I heard, yeah, I don't like the guy, but Paul Feinbaum was talking about it the other day about um, college football. Um, If anything were to happen with college football, and I don't know where he was getting his his information from, but it was that the college football season would start on time, and then when – cold weather started coming back again and you start seeing a spike again in virus cases that you could potentially have a interruption in the middle of the season. I have no idea where you got that from and I don't like the guy. So hopefully he's full of crap, (laughs) but um, that's another thing. I mean, who knows, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, we just canceled college world series um, in June. Yeah. I don't know what will happen with NBA. Um, Although like when that happened, I was like, man, June, like That's, we're three, we're three months, three four months out. But right. now, now I'm like, okay, this is now this everybody's is, starting to understand maybe, what's going on. Maybe I was underreacting. I I, I agree with you. <laughs> so we're going to keep doing this podcast. Um, keep talking about LSU sports. I think there people are going to want to hear about LSU sports. I don't care what time of the year it is and what's going on. Um, and hopefully this can kind of be a little bit of a break um, from the the regular news cycle that we're having right now. Um, so we'll keep bringing this to you guys and uh, we'll uh, have the next episode hopefully up next week. And um, everybody take care. Get your tests done if you need to go get a test. Yeah. Jack, are you feeling okay? I feel fine. You sure? I am sure. Okay. Um, I'm just, just sad. I'm just sad. I'm, it's I feel March fine. sadness uh-huh. all around. So. On the next episode of One Team, One Podcast. Go check out and like our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter accounts under One Team, One Podcast. And send us an email at one team one podcast at gmail.com.